podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hi, welcome to um, Under the Pressure Podcast. We've got no Dan, we've got no Dan, we've got no gags. It's just the two genius sports scientists on here. Well, me and the genius. Um, I'm, I'm the one that wears shorts, he's the smart one. Uh, how you doing, Bart? I'm not bad, mate. You all right? Yeah, good. Um, I, I've never introduced uh, uh, Under Pressure before. I've done plenty of uh, fatigue indexes, but this is a uh, next level. Um <laughs> I, I, I hope to cover these two great games because uh, obviously the classic of Chelsea and Arsenal, the last half an hour of Arsenal, um, that will be fun. But let's let's get this cracking and, and covered in an hour without going through specific schedules. Um, so, what do you think of the Chelsea game? Let's let's start off. The big story of the game was was the um, rotation, was it? Yeah. So he made a statement by. Uh, drop in Mo, Van Dijk, uh, Trent, actually three of the back four, and Mo, I think it was. It was Robbo. Robbo. Probably, yeah. probably was due, due a rest. I mean, you would have said he probably would have, probably shouldn't have. You know, we were talking in the previous part about how he, he needed to not start games, and then he didn't start this one. Matic, I think, was it? No, Matic came in uh, for Van Dijk. Trent dropped Matic, out. Matic came in. Yeah. Joe Gomez uh, came in for Trent. That's it. That was a big one. Timmy and came then, in for Robbo. Yeah. And then the midfield was CJ getting his first start of the season. Um, I think, was it first start of the season or first start for a long, long while anyway? Um, with Fab and Hendo. This is the first game for 15 weeks. There you go. Um, Nuno's got the nod up front, which I think we chatted about the previous pod that he might get the nod over. Uh, Jota, who went down the middle, that was a bit, a bit hard to say. I wouldn't quite say a formation was, was apparent, should we say, with that, with that team. No, Jota was in right wing. Sorry, my bad. Uh, playing a mo position, um, and then all the all the drop boys were sat on the bench. Chelsea pretty much, apart from Virgil, who was ill, ill. Yes, uh, the old Lovren excuse rolled out uh, for for another centre half. Seems to be centre halves need an excuse of illness. Uh, maybe that's something to do with Alpha Alpha status. Um, and Chelsea, obviously, Canate decided to raise from the dead to play his first game in must have been similar time span to CJ. Start for Chelsea in midfield, which meant um, I can't pronounce that bloke's name, but Murky or whatever his name is, dropped out. So they went with three in midfield rather than a box. Um, and Fontana came in for Loftus Cheek, I believe, was into the previous game. So Reese James went to right wing back rather than right centre half. Um, and then they played the two, oh, what do you call it? Two, both false nines, really, aren't they, Felix? And um, have they a, both drop off, don't they? They yeah. both drop off into the into the zone fourteen, which we're horrendous at defending at the moment. So it could have been, well, as as it as we came on to, it, it did mean that they created uh, several big chances. 
Yeah, how many how many big chances have you got a list of that? Did oh, I, I don't even know if that, if Dan sent out this stuff. So the XG was was Liverpool in their um, kick up Point the ass three. of yeah, it was three nil. Um, it, it was their their big kick up the ass for um, to change attitude. Uh, Klopp rolled yeah. out, um, and so you drop all of the players that are renowned to be world class apart from the goalkeeper. Um, and and then you keep... Um, literally, Hendo has played 90, 90, full 90s on yeah. three occasions this season before, before the last two weeks. And he's played in a row. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable. And quality has very little to do with it, as, as even his greatest advocates would have been criticising him in, in, uh, in the last couple of weeks as well. And, and Klopp is just bearing down. Um, it's, so, it's remarkable, so isn't it? But setting aside, setting aside the quality element, that, um, that his body breaks. And, yeah, and I know. The fact, yeah. That, the fact that he's playing every, every minute of every game, four in a row, yeah. is remarkable. He's, he's crazy. To give you the rundown from FopMob, uh, it was 2.17 XG to 0.35, 12 shots to seven, four big chances to zero. Um, uh, they had 437 passes to 449, about the same accuracy, 84. Um, I don't think shots on target, we edged it. All of our shots were on target. No, we had four shots on target. Sorry, they had three um, inside. We the had box. fourteen touches in their box. They had twenty-nine. Yeah, they had nine shots in the box. We had two. Yeah, so um, pretty. We skanked to win. We uh, skanked to draw. Uh, yeah, we, uh, but they dressed it up as a win, and um, yeah. uh, and clock. That was the reaction we need. That was the attitude change uh, exactly. that we needed to see. Um, Thankfully, Chelsea can't finish for shit. And that's um, what the... the I know we don't like FopMob's uh, post-shot processing, but they turned 2.17 XG to 1.03 post-shot. Uh, yeah, so I use I use uh, Optus uh, XG and uh, and FB refs uh, post-shot. And, yeah. and we've got we've got a 2.3, 2.3 XG down to a 1. Post shot, yeah. uh, but in that game we created point four post shot. I know, um, which is just utter garbage. It's, we, and I think that was for the Darwin shot, right? Was it not for the yeah. Darwin outside of the box bender? Um, but it's, it's rubbish. Considering we used to be a process of just producing big chance after big chance after big chance, which is roughly between point two and point three xG. As we know, it's so that's basically. The high-level XG for that game we used to create at will whenever we wanted to when we were at our best because we had a process that yeah. worked, right? Yeah, and we were down to 1.1 non-shot XG. Yeah. Um, which, so so for those that don't follow these things, um, the the non-shot is uh, from this scenario, that it's, it's another set of, uh, set of numbers. It's, it's, it's a slightly more remedial uh, expected threat. Uh, from this scenario yeah. of players in these positions, this is how this is a value awarded. The the um, if they're taking uh, the shot, this move that this move should lead to by yeah. this, uh, 
of a shop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so it would be like the non-shot would be low in a game where it was just counter-attack. And, yeah. and you could get a really high XG if um, the famous Mo goal against um, Ali kicking the ball out to Mo against yeah. United. That would have been like really low non-shot XG, but a really high XG. Yeah, when he gets a one-on-one. So that's the example. So so high possession, you get around their box, like in the second game against Arsenal, you get a much higher non-shot XG. So that's kind of it. We used to say to Diaz, he used to do this all the time. He used to get into the hot zone down the left-hand side, rather than take the shot on, he would not take the shot on, but that would go down as a potential area where you would have a shot cross type thing. Um, and that would just, you just yeah. rack up the non-shot XG. As, as you quite already said, and we saw in the, in the Arsenal game, uh, Cody seems to be having a tendency for doing that quite a lot. Hot zone on the left decides not to do anything rather than play it back 20 yards. So I think he did three or four times this second half. So that's not, I'm just purely saying what I saw in the game. It's not, that might be instructions to him. I don't know, but um, yeah. It's it's interesting. Um, and Chelsea had two goals to slap a VAR. Uh, one of them blatantly obvious where it comes off. Ali hits habits, handball goes in. The other one, one of those. Blatantly. Did you, what, are you, what was your feeling about that? Because I thought we were really lucky. Lucky in that that was going in if it hit any part of his body. Okay, that's lucky. Happened, it, it happened to hit, to hit his bit. arm. He didn't yeah. stick his arm out. No, 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 no. Ball in. It's just where it hit him. Yeah, and, and, I, and I agree with you. So I, I think what I say is lucky in terms of it hit his arm. Yeah, but yeah. you're completely right. Anything else that's in one nil, we lose a game, and we might yeah. go on to lose it two three at that point as well. And yet, yet another example of Ali doing a brilliant saves or one on one big chance. Yeah, yeah, and that's, because he saved it onto habits. Yeah, he palms it into a position, gives it a chance to hit in an area where it wouldn't. If he palmed it wide. I, I think, I think they had a player coming in to support. Do you know what I mean? So if he, if he knocks it to the side, it's there. If he hits him, it's half a chance to get a handball, or it just pings up straight at the air, rebounds, and it goes out for a goal kick. Uh, the other disallowed one for Bar was Reese's beauty of a hit. I mean, uh, Reese James can strike a ball well, but Enzo was deemed to be, I think he was offside or something, or interfering with play in an offside position um, from the previous play, which I, we've discussed many times whether that should be. Is a tuned granular look at offside or not? But I thought we were lucky on that one up. So I thought that was marginal. Uh, if that had been Trent yeah. Banking in, for example, I think we'd have been all screaming blue murder. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to AnfieldIndex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah, I, I, and just in the grand scheme of things, uh, the, the Chelsea were the best side 
much the better side. Yeah. From uh, our perspective in all of the metrics, uh, so going from an atrocity against uh, City, we had uh, possession control of minus 29 uh, yeah. across the team. And against Chelsea, we had a minus 70, 73. So, so a minus 60 is, is, has been our um, team-wide um, average for the season. Last yeah. season, it was minus 21. Because you, you take risks. So, yeah. so a yeah. team that takes risks are going to lose the ball sometimes. So it's very, it's very rare to have any, any side with a, a positive uh, possession control over the season. Um, but minus 21 last season, we're at minus 60 this season. And against Chelsea, uh, despite all the huff and puff and effort and better attitudes all round, um, it went down to minus 73. It's only been worse than that twice this season. So we were, co- as I said in the, in the chat before the game, what yeah. do you think was going to happen? And uh, what was my comment? I think you said something largely. I thought you, I, I think you said, I thought you said we get beat. I thought, we, yeah. and I, along the because we were all chatting about the same thing. This is going to go wrong. Like this is basically not going to happen. It's going to be disjointed. It's not well, going to. My, it's not my feeling flow. was. My feeling was. My feeling was. I didn't know what. Well, I didn't know who was going to win because I thought it was going to be chaos. Right. Okay. That was it. It was yeah. just going to be chaos. And in this game, there was transition, transition, transition. And yeah. Nobody had control. That was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Uh, you said pre-pod. The previous point, you said something like two two abused children uh, having to struggle to to learn how to deal with things again, which might not be appropriate PC to all those people out there. Apologies. But that's there you go. There you go. But just looking at attacking way, this is one of the first games I actually started to run all of my stats for both sides because I just had a bit of time to recoach it. Uh, apologies for swearing there, but um, our waves, as you know, we normally it's normally good to have a block of five minutes with a passes and touches going above ten to then get a shot off. Second half, apart from the first period after half time, where we did peak around ten for both touches and passes, and we got three shots off past the hour mark. No shots, no part, uh, two peaks above the ten mark, and in terms of XT or EPV development, uh, two large peaks, and that's it. Chelsea, by contrast. Lower, but they were consistently above the 10 passes and uh, touches mark, and they consistently put a shot in at the after every single wave of attack. Limited attacks, but they still made it count, and the EPV matches up with that, particularly in that last period. I think if we remember, Chelsea between 85 and 90 were uh, had, a, had a series of plays. I think that includes the Habits, uh, disallowed goal, maybe somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, so I think it for me... Chelsea should have won this game 2 0. And uh, no one would have had anything to say. I think we, we couldn't have argued with that at all. Um, no, shot map. I think that's pass, safe. That's safe. Pass maps. I don't even know what we would. I'm, normally I'd be trying to be positive about it, but there's no way that that's a coordinated shape. Um, I thought CJ did all right uh, on the day, considering it was his first start in 15, 15 weeks, whatever it was. But his average position was pretty much in fab space. Uh, and neither of them were helped by the fact that Hendo seemingly was playing wherever he felt like playing. Uh, and if you operate the, as you know, the pass match break down by 15 minute quarters, Hendo's in a different place on every single 15 minute quarter, which says to me that it's not a systematic process of building play. He's just going where he feels he can get on the ball. And influence is probably one of his words, isn't it? I can't remember. Or show passion. I can't remember. 
that I'm being slightly cynical, but you know, what I'm trying to say it's not. A pro- there was no uh, no process at all. Linkage between the front three in terms of passing was non-existent. Uh, in some regards, it was worse than City. Yeah, me. It, it didn't make any sense to me. We had one training session. We were changing stuff up to lads that never played together before. Hendo yeah. had a minus nine session control. <laughs> he was playing as if he was prime um, Boban or yeah. Prosinetsky or Zidane. Like when he's not, he's Carl Palmer. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's it, it annoys me. We're playing. He's playing in the whatever zone you want to call it. But he's in and around zone 14, whatever you want to call it, the half spaces. And for me, I might be incredibly harsh. He hasn't got the ball skills to do that. He hasn't got the ability to turn the ball. He hasn't got the ability to do the, you know, the quick bounce passing that you do when you're in that area. He doesn't, doesn't have the speed of thought. Well, to, to be fair, instead of, instead of making any judgment of quality, right? Yeah. He, he plays in a much higher role than Thiago. And Thiago's just being criticised by Liverpool. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, Hendo creates 2. 2. 2.61, um, has 2.61 shot creating actions of the game, and mm-hmm. Thiago has 2.64. And when, when you are sacrificing um, possession to take more risks, because bear in mind that the uh, Hendo has a minus six possession control and Thiago has a positive six possession control and they're creating the same number of chances for the, for the team. One of them's creating more, more chances for the opposition by giving them the ball. Like that's not a sacrifice that you want to be taking, is it? No, definitely not. It's, it's completely, well, you, you know, all four of us just can't get our head around this. Um, just to beat the, the Curtis Jones club from he recorded the highest XT for this game, which is quite something for one of our midfielders where normally, as we know, the fullbacks are predominantly the main XT providers for the team. Uh, I mean, it's not great. It's point two, but it's still, it's the, it's the highest by, by a quite a considerable distance. The rest we had two, sh- we had two proper shots in the game. Uh, well, three, if you add Darwin's, the turn oh, yeah. to a nice little bit of Darwin skill. Uh, but fab. Fab had the only two two yep. two shots inside the box. One Fab. on the other side as well. Fab, yeah. The only two shots inside the box in the whole game. Yeah. How how you can leave and go? Or yeah, th- this is a foundation we're building on for the future. Shoot me. It's fifty-seven point team, and we continue being a fifty-seven point team. I know, I know. And then I did just on that before we move on. If you want, I did the uh, match analysis simulator. Which, for those who remember from the start of the season, I found that nice little site that looks at the XG you concede and uh, produce for any given game and sims it uh, using some uh, using a Monte Carlo and median deviation to uh, eliminate outliers and gives you an idea of how you potentially could do for the season. And Team A in the sim was Chelsea, and that simulator gave it was a 61% chance if you run that simulator in the game, they would have won the game, which is fair. Um, and the other one they had, I can't remember all the stats on that, all that, but there was another one. Um, Chelsea would have gone on to be a, like an 85, 90 point season on the basis of that XG production, i.e., conceding 0.3 and producing two without difference. And we would have been in a 40 to 50 range mark for a points team. 
So I think that's not far off what we would have been said. You know, if you generally are a team producing 0.3 XG in two a game, you're not going to do very well in the season. Though. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> That'd be nice. I've done it again for the Arsenal. We can have a look at how it changes. But uh, yeah. Do you want to move crazy. on to Arsenal? I just to... Yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, do we, we, don't, we don't really press them for this game, do we? No, I've done, it. I've done some for Arsenal, uh, but not Papa. Yeah, OK. Uh, Any more what, I just uh, want to highlight? Uh, no. No. They, I, apart from, um, they had a 70% dr- uh, dribble success rate, which I just think is a little bit too high for, for anybody to, to, to claim that we have a, a good attitude when 70% of their dribbles are, are successful. Go and tackle some motherfucker. Yeah. But that's... Yeah. That, that's, that's my take going from the game is that is that it was meh and they should have won and uh, and none of the statistics back up anything that either the co- the captain or the, or the manager said. No, it, it's... <laughs> I hated the way they came out, actually. I... I don't like synchronisation between captain and manager. Do you know what I mean? I just, just be honest. Sometimes I know the manager can't be, but surely Endo is not believing what he said on that night. I mean, I don't, uh, know. You, you, I don't know. Do you think? Do you think he? I, you, he says what he says. We, you drop yeah. what? It's such a big swing dropping all of your world class talent at the same time. Yes, when it's... when there is no. There is no load management um, reason to justify it. Like there is one huge outlier from a load management perspective, and he was on the pitch and he finished the whole game. Oh, that's cat. So, so yeah. If you look at, yeah. if you look at, like, so um, just to cover this instead of a big hendo bashing because this is not about it. This is about no. him being picked, which goes back to that my famous tweet in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. Which talks about us buying midfielders. It doesn't matter if then. It doesn't matter who we buy if if the manager still picks the same lads. That was my whole point. Anyway, the um, we have uh, an injury ratio and it so an injury threshold for for loading and um, when whenever um, Hendo is crossed 115 minutes a week. As a rolling three-week average, so he, when his chronic load crosses 115 minutes, um, he gets injured, and we're we're at uh, um, 18 of the last 19 times it's happened. It's 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 that crazy. Is statistically that is a let's say it's a it's a statistically significant number for sure. It, it says to me that. It's going to happen sooner rather than late. Like the next game, you can't sustain that period of, of dodging the bullet for one of a better phrase. You just can't keep going against the trend that should be there. Just to back up your point about tackling, the midfield unit as a whole competed for 12 duels and only won four of them. Shocker. Shocker. And Fab, unfortunately, yeah, he's got the, the highest foul rate, but to be fair to him, he was probably he was covering right and, and the centre ground. Curtis did okay. Um, but yeah, Fab was covering two people's roles basically. Yeah, and four players. Yeah, because they went like that. Two nice drop in as well. They correct. Yeah, well, they're off. three. They're three and a two. So they're pretty much because at times Habits and Felix are both dropping off, and then you had the two basically yeah. sitting there. Canate doing his 
hustle bustle thing as he normally does. Yeah, it was the fab. I thought actually thought did alright as well, but then that's that's not that's against the narrative. I know, but um, there you go. Right, let's. That was a terrible game. Let's move on to uh, the first, the the next. Sometimes terrible, sometimes more exciting game. Um, <laughs> Arsenal. We had two changes for the Arsenal game. Yeah. Um, who can? Oh, the two forwards. So uh, no, that's completely wrong. I don't know why I've got two changes written down. So we had Trent back in for uh, for Gomez, Virgil yeah. back in for Matic. Robbo back in for Simony. We had the midfield stayed the same, and yep. uh, Jota was the, the uh, no the front three all changed, didn't they? No, Jota dropped. Nah, Jota, Jota stayed in. Jota stayed in. Mo and Cody came back in. Yeah, yeah so we had five. Changes. Yeah, I one, do not know why I wrote wrote two down. Yes, five changes. Five changes. So yeah, six on Wednesday, five on Sunday. That makes a lot more sense. Um, and so all our big boys came back at the same time yeah and he also uh, didn't uh, I mean we're, this is going to be a bit you'd know more than me but I thought he might have started Thiago because he sometimes has a tendency to not resist playing his big big players you know what I mean like he sometimes goes yeah go on and I'll play him um, when he seemingly went no okay, I'll be careful with you I think he had half an hour didn't he um, yeah so that was a sensible call. Yeah, that was a smart call. Yeah. Uh, I did wonder whether yeah. he would do it. It's like with Diaz. I wonder how many times he'll resist starting him. The thing is, the both those lads started, both those lads started uh, full-time training last week. So, yeah. uh, Thiago had five full tra- training days, full training session days. And, uh, Diaz has had, he's had bits of of first team training, but he's had four full training days. Um, and we don't have a game now until a week on Monday or till next yeah. Monday now. Um, so eight days between games, which will be, so he'll almost have had two weeks worth of full training by the, for the first team. So, um, Thiago should be ready to start against, who are we playing next? Fulham? Leeds. Leeds um, and uh, Diaz should be Diaz should probably be good for sixty, but um, I, I presume they're going to drip feed him into the thirty minute zone seven rules, um, whatever. Uh, so, but he, either way, he should be back for for Leeds game and having that gap between game Sunday to next Monday is um, that's going to be beneficial. For sure. Yeah, it's big uh, for them. Uh, Saka came in for Trossard. Uh, other than that, I think they were unchanged. As they have been four three three most of the season, I know they do various different things in different phases, but largely. So there is the back four. Is the back four, um, and they were when also came to town. That I don't know. We chatted before the previous part about they were different beasts, and um, for that first half an hour, so I, I think they were they were in total mode, weren't they? They were they were in the march. Yeah, and, and we uh, we did we decided to go man for man against them. Yeah. Um, which we tend to mark space. We've done. We've we've rotated into a man for man twice in the last three games, which has been weird. But then also we we placed. We did the thing that we were experimenting with that we were angry about earlier in the season. Or angry is not the right word at all. We were uh, a little bit cynical about earlier in the season of Trent playing as a six. 
so in the build phase, Trent runs like if you, so here's my cynical piece. If anybody has been to uh, to a UEFA A license or pro license coaching course, everybody is playing a box midfield. Everybody's inverting their fullbacks. It's just like, it's like Pep wrote the whole course this season. And, and like you even seen grassroots coaches doing the the inverted fullback thing now. <laughs> it winds and, me up and time. It, it makes it makes me a little bit sick in the mouth that yeah. our world class coach is copying the fella down the street. And now, and he's not even really doing that anymore, is he? He's doing a three two base with a two three attack. Do you know what I mean? He's not doing. Do you know what I mean? He's not it's, really doing a. He's not doing the traditional box as they probably did last season. No, so. no, no. So it, um, so it was an interesting, interesting choice. The, the biggest interesting choice in this for me was Canate's uh, positioning. So uh, he switched position during the game uh, earlier in, in, in Arsenal's build phase. So uh, early in the game, he was playing narrow and Trent was coming in uh, into the box. And if we, if at the bottom of the box, um, and if we lost possession, Trent was, was meandering back out. Yeah. Uh, but by... By 25, 2025, yeah. yeah. By yeah. the change of the game, Canate was... was and Trent was just dropping, was just dropping straight yeah. in to sweep behind him. Yeah, he was double yeah. banking instead of the other way around. Which um, is the most smart which, way of doing it, right? Yeah, you, utilising the tools at your, at your disposal instead of sticking players to positions. Like in yeah. attack, you do that all the time. But and you then do rotations defense. wherever you do, right? Because it's about occupying but, space, not the person doing it, right? So, so it's, it's really—it's actually a really smart thing to do. Yeah, and, and remarkable exactly. that we haven't tried it earlier. I know because because if you think about it, right? Martinelli's rapid. Yeah, Trent yeah. isn't is not on form one v one. Should we say let's be kind? Yeah, Canate is great one v one defending and also rapid. So why wouldn't you just say stay out there and deal with a winner, w- winger, and try and come inside and cover that cover you up? That just makes perfect logical yeah. sense to me. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. When they're in a transition, 100%. Yeah. When they've got a fixed build phase, then fine. we go, go back, back to yeah, structure yeah. again because they're midfield yeah. deep and then they're covering, they're yeah. blocking lanes. So they, go, they, play, with, they play with a WM. Yeah. When they have when they have the ball, um, which is the other, is so people either play with a box and inverted fullbacks now, or we play with uh, so they stack six in in, yeah, a, in a line in the middle, yeah. or we play with a WM and um, and we're trying to do a little bit of that, but uh, Arsenal very much they have five up front when they get the ball uh, yeah. and they just create and they create the the Zinchenko comes in and and creates a little pivot around. Um, 
with party and they have a WM to play through the vertical and horizontal. And then Granite goes up higher. Um, doesn't he go in the half and space? Ugar goes, and Ugar stays where he is. Yeah. And they just create that little, yeah. 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 Um, which which makes sense. And it, and it actually started to, it, 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 they created, they created overloads against us. So, so our, we talked about the gambles that we took last mm-hmm. week as opposed to this week. Um, and and whether the width of city would work against us or uh, us stacking the box against them, yeah. Um, and they played through the width and they and they won in that in that tactical gamble. And for the first thirty minutes of this game, exactly the same. Exactly. The, it was about it was about the press. It was about whether we could press them uh, and get the ball back high up, or if they would beat the press, then their gamble would be they they would have more players beyond us. Um, because we were sending five men to go and press. Yeah. If they, if they got out, which they did three times, they had big chance. Yeah, and they also... I don't know what this fourth... I don't know what the, why the change was made, but Saka and Martinelli on the wings is, is absolutely extreme pace, right? Yeah. Whereas Trossard is quick, but he ain't that quick. So automatically you're putting whoever's in those wide areas on alert. They're like, right, hang on a minute. I might have to give you another five yards because... You're going to beat me in a one v one pace. Yeah, yeah. that's the start. So, yeah, and then you had the Jesus as well has returned, and he's probably a little bit better in dropping off into space than uh, and Nikita. Is it uh, the young lad who's been playing up there? And Getty, yeah, Getty is yeah. a little bit quicker than than Jesus, but but that's in Jesus. behind, isn't it? Whereas Jesus will drop Jesus down is, and help. Jesus is like Bobby. He, yeah, he is, and that's what I mean. Underrated Bobby. He's better on dropping in and helping out. I know the guy, the captain, again, superb box player. I love that guy on the ball around there, annoyingly so. But um, it's, I tell you what, the key sign, and I always felt for Arsenal in this phase, you might disagree with Sashenko, because it now enabled to have a ball playing fullback to come who also played midfield. Tyrion yeah. is great as a left back, but he's yeah. not great in midfield. So they yeah. couldn't do so, that so switch. He, he helps that build phase much better. Exactly. Than Tierney gets, it might overlap and get in wide, but they don't need an overlap. They don't need that overlap because they've got Martinelli. Yeah. So, yeah. He so was, they need somebody else to build. They need Xhaka. They need another player to be better than Xhaka at the thing Xhaka. Which is the next thing, right? Do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but they, but they, 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 let, they let Xhaka go up front now and, and he, yeah. he presses from, from that left half space. Yeah. Um, which is a, component that people don't quite grasp but they only see that position as being an inboard on ball thing yeah. but Henderson at his best played that role for um the 13-14 team for us yeah that yeah. he did some stuff on the ball but that wasn't his role his role was nah. his role was to be the terrier when, when they didn't have the ball and to be in the right spots to force the, the, the turnover high up pitch and to be fair he did a bit of this uh, Mo Chance on 20 minutes or so wings it off uh, one of the players plays Mo's in and then uh, Mo just pokes around the post that's him winning it in a half space high up it's just yep. the physicality Endo can't go back and support he can't do the rest of the game anymore. he hasn't got hasn't got the legs anymore so um, just to give the summary for the game as we did as we've got it here from Footmob uh, 3.96 expected goals versus 1.4 21 shots to 9 Eight big chances to three. We miss six. They miss one. Passing wise, four three two versus two eight five, which is quite key considering Arsenal are a massive possession based side. Um, other than that, total shots 
on target six versus five and we had five block shots to their two so shots inside the box 19 to their six which i think darth has said is is that the highest anyone's done against arsenal this season in premier league no ever in the premier ever. league well well it's it's since uh it's since i to start te- uh, start collating data in 2003 which so whatever that means it was the most shots inside the box that they've ever given up um but which is quite from, all of those, from all of those shots we created 2.6 Post shot XG, yeah. So, so the aggregated uh, XG is four point six to one point five, right across all the models. Yeah. So four point six to one point five, and we created two point six. So, um, Rams, uh, Rams, right, uh, Ramsdale. Yeah, Ramsdale. Yeah. While well, well, I was having this, well, I was having this block, but no block. <laughs> I was like, it can't be called Rams. You, you hate him as well. <laughs> I know Ramsdale. He can't be called Ramsdale. Oh, it is Ramsdale. Yeah, I know this kid. Anyway, two point six. Uh, he had to face two point six post shot, and Ali also had to save two point six post shot. So their efficiency at turning one point five into two point six yeah. uh, is is the opposite of us four point five into two point six. That's what happens when you miss the target with big chances, and that on top of Mo's penalty. That really is the tale of our season. Oh, Literally huge. missing the target with big chances, not even yeah. making the keeper make a save. Although, I mean, this is late in the game, but I mean, Mo turned a 0.5 chance into a 0.27 post shot. That's uh, the, the last bit. But uh, the general purpose, yes, Darwin threw on goal on 75, 70 minutes Eight, from Mo Pass, uh, 20. Uh, I think it was 80. 80, sorry, the five minutes. But again, a big chance, one-on-one, it's keeper. Uh, Ramsdale goes down with a save, doesn't he? As we would credit Ali with the one-on-one save. But yeah, it's, uh, where is it on here? Must have it on here somewhere. Yeah, 0.4 chance, uh, 0.28 post shot. So, yeah, so if we if we look at this game in, in its entirety, right, it looks like we were probably unlucky to not win. When you when you out, when you out XG a team by three, you tend to be unlucky uh, to, to lose that game. In the end, it probably seemed that way. And um, and as you as you pointed out, that we had much greater possession than they did. But yeah. if we break it down into periods of the game, um, that in um, up until uh, the fight, the moment up yeah. until the up until the moment where Trent got uh, into a scuffle with Jacker. Um, that we had had 23 touches more than them at that point. Yeah. Um, so it was 210 touches to uh, 210 passes to 187 passes. Like it was, so we'd have been like 53, 47 as a home team. And um, at that time that they had uh, Four XG and we were really big chances. Scored two goals. They were by far the better team. Yeah, um, and we looked like garbage. They were playing for us whenever they wanted to. Yeah, um, they, and they, they were, were in the ascendancy. And then the crowd switched. Yeah, they were. I mean, in terms of waves, they were they were having passing moves. They didn't drop below the ten touch or passing line for that entire half first half an hour. Whenever they were on it, they were praying, they were praying. Their EPV was not peaks, it was a, it was a mountain, if you like, a tabletop mountain. It was just 
go on in, pass through, we'll create, pass through, we'll create, we'll create, we'll have another shot, we'll get it back, we'll have another shot. And I I thought we were fortunate to only be two down, to be fair. Uh, the goal on half an hour or 27 minutes, sorry for them, was one of the worst pieces of defending I've ever seen from us this season, if not for a long, long time, since Lovren was playing. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was terrible. So talk us through the first goal. So is that, uh, where am I on that one? Let me just get my notes for that. That's, that's seven minutes, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's Martinelli. So, not picking on him, I but a, I thought this was a little bit unlucky. Yeah, oh, no, no, absolutely. But CJ goes on a mad press and leaves that left-hand channel, which ultimately the ball comes straight back through. Yes, it then um, somehow ricochets off VVD, who plays it straight into Martinelli. Saka's already had... So Robbo slipped. So Saka's got a free run at the ball for five yards. Robbo has to sprint to make that up, goes inside, leaving Saka, leaving VVD to deal with Saka. Saka plays the ball, I think it is, into Osgaard, then tries to play it straight into Martinelli. Hits VVD, which is unlucky because that could have gone anywhere, right? Happens to just completely roll into the path of Martinelli. Trent doesn't react, doesn't, A, doesn't think that would happen and is like, right, okay, this is level with uh, Martinelli at the time. Robbo, who's gone on, then somehow misses the ball, the shot, because the shot's not hard, hit hard at all. It's a roll, little P-roller into the corner. Robbo slips again and Ali, in all of this, is completely unsighted and his weight's on the other foot because he's expecting Martinelli to slot it the other side, because he's got Robbo coming across him that way, and it just rolls in the bottom corner, and everyone's like, well, that's just our season, isn't it? it it's a, it a series, like, it just it, felt a series like of ricochets. little things going their way. Yeah. Ricochet, ricochet, all went to them. Yeah. But it, it's, I've written down a catalogue of errors. Because I don't, I don't think the press from CJ was in the plan. It was a bit, un, uh, no one went with him. Maybe it was a trigger, but no one went with him. It then meant they could overload that side. Robbo slipped, BBD mishits it, and he's in. Um, yeah, it's the interesting part of this. I don't know what you know. Is I thought Trent started to come into that base even more after this point. Do you know, what I mean, I thought he started to really come and play that six more and more. Um, but maybe that's just me imagining it a bit more. Then their second, he yeah. gone. He did. He did. The second I thought came from, and this is going to be a theme of mine because it really annoyed me. Uh, Cody was played into a decent area, dribbles to nowhere, and decides to stop turn, play the ball back twenty yards, at which they then nick it, switch it. Martinelli isolates. Uh, Canate because Trent's already in the in the face to support the attack because they've played a wide player in for a, we're expecting a ball across into the box. It gets switched. Martinelli, I think it's one we one with Canate, or is it Trent goes out? I can't remember. Either way, he isolates our defender. We don't do enough to stop the cross. I think that's fair. Canate, that's it. Sorry, Trent doesn't do enough to stop the cross. Canate comes across to try and support. BVD is stood there looking at Jesus, doesn't even attempt to head the ball. Robbo does his thing of like, I'm not going to get there, so I'll try and foul you. And Jesus just heads it into an empty net. I just thought it was, and again, I don't mean to pick on the young lad up front, but the team was not set for you to turn and play that ball back. It was set for you to play the ball in the box. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. But there was a moment after there where um, you have to, we have to either press or there'll be people in line to, to make the press. But while they're doing that, they have to pop, block the lane out. And constantly there has to be somebody um, blocking party. Yeah, um, yeah we, we were defending one on one. We were defending one on one. Somebody yeah. has to be. Somebody has to have had party, and um, they 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 get the ball. Gabriel just plays it into party, who switches straight out to Martinelli, and that was the key component of that game. That's where it should have been should have been squashed. Yeah, at, at the party, um, and Martinelli then just goes down. He's just sometimes you have to say that people are good players, and. In what you're trying to do is prevent that situation from happening. Yeah. You're trying to prevent Martinelli getting to isolate uh, any of our defenders because that's the worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, uh, and we didn't because is it a surprise when again another time we've got night we're starting a game where where eleven lads have never played a minute of football together. It's crazy. It's crazy, right? Um, the positive out of this, I think. It's this moment that they do the thing we said earlier on where Canato goes, do you know what? You, Trent, stop trying to come back into right back. I'll just come out here and do with that. You drop in and set it off. Because from that moment on, they started doing that a lot more sensible. I know it's cost us two goals, but you know what I'm saying? It's like it it seemed to tweak and then it went, all right, we'll stop doing that shit. Yeah, stop doing that now. See, I actually wonder if that that came about because the way Arsenal set up changed. They went, right, we've got two goals. Okay, that's enough. We've got this one. They've got nothing because because up to that point they'd shown nothing. Well, Liverpool yeah, showed yeah. nothing, and it only it only changed. We carried on showing nothing um, from when did they score? They scored 27, 27, 28, Yeah, yeah, twenty seven, twenty eight. We carried on showing nothing until um, the 40th minute. Yeah, yeah, until until literally after Trent. Um, Got uh, elbow well, got forearmed in the throat after the ball had gone from nothing from Jacka. There was a fight, yeah. yellow cards, blah blah. The crowd went insane. Yeah. From that moment, we scored before Arsenal touched the ball. Do you know that? So yeah, from the free yeah. kick from the free kick that we got from Jacka um, twatting Trent, yeah. that we we sc- uh, Ali launched uh, Jota played beautiful. Um, he came off Hendo Hever, yeah, yeah. Beautiful flick around the corner to into yeah. Gakpo. Um, and no, CJ, CJ. As, as Jota oh, dropped yeah. deep, CJ went outside him. Yeah, but but then Jota did the thing that Jota does, and Mane used to do. Would go on the outside and bombed back on and yeah. rinsed around the side of CJ. Yeah. Uh, Hendo can trun- continued his trundle into the box. They they pulled the ball back to him. He, he miskicked his shot. And, um, and thankfully, well, it, 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 that's this is the cancellation of the bad luck that we had because uh, Gabriel got the ball just in time for Mo, but kick, but cleared the ball. This the, the the we kicked the ball to them. They kicked the ball to us, and it went straight in from from Mo's foot. So so it cancelled that Hendo would have had an assist but he didn't because Gabriel touched the ball between yeah. him and his his touch and Mo's touch because he he literally cleared the ball at, at Mo's shots. I think the also, which is great. 
which is great. And it was nice to have for a change, right? Because we haven't had a lot of that in front of goal. But I think what's also nice about this is it's the first time they uh, they made an error. They have they went two on Jota. So they thought yeah, they were yeah. outnumbered. So we, we absolutely... Re- so CJ had loads of space because both of them went into Jota. Why that is, I don't know. The fight, whatever you want to call it, probably they were a bit hepped up about it. Zaka wasn't in position, whatever you want to call it. But for the first time in the game... I like to call it dynamic systems theory. Love it. Dynamic systems. There was a perpetration, which was uh, yeah. the ball went up in the air. They made an error. They both went to the same player, which meant CJ had a nice run. CJ showed his ability in the half space, which I think is massively underrated. He had, he can produce when he's in the right areas at the right time. He went on instinct. didn't have to think about it. It was like a flip around a corner and Jota, mate, and, and whips it in. But it was, like you said, in the, the City game before, it was a moment that they made an error. We forced them to make an error in their positional setup and we exploited it. Uh, which is great. And then, and we, then they, we we continued from there for the next, um, until half time. So from, so which was actually four minutes after. So it was for the next yeah. nine minutes. For the next nine minutes chance, we well, we get, we got three shots in their box. Yeah. Um, and they, they only had one touch in the final third. So yeah. they shut down and, and we like proper whipped up a storm and tried to attack. Them. Yeah. What do you think and of that? Hendo had that, Hendo had that chance, didn't he, where he launched yeah. Hendo? Do you think he should have got done better or doing this? I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super-fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, Mac boxes and games consoles. Visit LibertyShield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Uh, so I think, let me just look. I think this is one of the big chances. I think Jota got recorded as a big chance. Hang on, Hendo on 42.23. That chance? Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, that wasn't a big chance. Because uh, this came back from a save from. Uh, oh, no, that's Jota. not the one. Hang on. I can't, Hang I on. actually can't see it on Understat. But Jota had a header. Yeah, a save, and it came back to Hendo, who who just slotted over. Oh, point nine, Hendo point nine. I've got the I've got the Jota header, but I've got the Hendo chance off target, right foot. Um, yeah, point nine, and then Mo had one two minutes later, point four. Uh, that was a decent little period, to be fair. Mo turned that point three chance into a point nine four post shot. Uh, which is, I know it's, it didn't have anything to do with it, but it's uh, that, that slice of what we needed luck, if you want to call it. 
Um, but yeah, I thought that that really we went into half time completely on on the ascendancy. Um, I mean, Hendo puts that in, you know, two always probably a little bit harsh on them because I thought they were brilliant for the first half an hour, but the mood had definitely changed. Um, yeah. Second half, do you want to do second half? Second half, yeah. The, um, so we came out firing, uh, theoretically, in spirit at least, but, um, up until let, let's not even talk up until the pen because I actually think it's different from the narrative. So my feeling is that up until the eightieth um, minute, or yeah. um, that we had um, we had a ton of ch- of shots, we had a ton of mm, mi- small chances really, but the yeah the XG didn't really go up other than no. the penalty. Um, so it was, and it was only from the from the Darwin chance. Yeah, that's when that's when um, we went up and had four big chances in seven minutes. Yeah, that's where it all came, the big crescendo. Um, uh, and but the penalty. So so what we did have was a lot of touches in the box. Uh, um, we had twenty three touches in the box in the. 35 minutes after the goal. Um, and in this game, Mo had had 20 touches in the box total, which is um, is the most for him in the season. It's also his combined total for the last five matches because nobody gives him the ball anymore. But uh, in this game, despite him being shit, he actually was quite effective. It, it was weird though, Apart wasn't it? from when it came to missing a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> Was it a penalty first? Yes. No, I'm, I'm, I, I thought it was inarguable. I, 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 I can't see an argument for all three of the ones that were shouts for us, to be honest with you. So if this was our pens. actual... This, this was, was our actual, actual penalty. But this was is, our actual anniversary from the last penalty last year. So we got, we've now had two penalties in, in two weeks. And, yeah. and it was this game last year was the previous penalty before... Yeah. Um, so we've now had two in a year and, and two in two weeks. Yeah. It's the Mo missed the target with both. Yeah. And yeah, I read somewhere his Premier League record isn't great recently, down at a sixty percent. Is that right? I can't remember his last eight penalty I can't remember. Uh they they had some weird stat on I just read and that might be wrong, including the Leicester miss. He's got Leicester, Bournemouth, and now Arsenal all missed in in the last series of games. Um, It'll be within two years, though. Yeah, this is not yeah. in the last month or anything. This is over two years. This is over two, years. and this is the thing people don't understand how off least us getting a penalty is like a massive event because we don't get it very often, right? You know, um, and to be fair, he scored probably the most important penalty ever had in Klopp's reign, which was Champions League final. So. And, and for some reason, people are always, people have never, people, from my perspective, being a biased Mo fan, I, I hear constant criticism of him, yeah. particularly now, but also of always about penalties, oh, Milner should take it. Milner's yeah. missed one fewer penalty than Salah. I know. Yeah. It's, and like the, the thing online now is, oh, Darwin's got a 100% record, so he should take him. He hadn't taken that many, and... 
uh, his confidence at the moment. I'm, I'm, you know, when he starts bagging the one, you know, it's just that. Darwin's not, does not a guaranteed starter by obviously no. this game not starting, but also Darwin, Darwin is on trajectory to miss to beat Ben Teke's record for big chances missed in a season. Yep. Yeah. What are you it, doing? Like, exactly. You're removing our greatest Premier League goal scorer. You're taking him off pens. If he doesn't want to do pens, that's fine. fine. That's you fine. You can't take it off him. No, you can't. You destroy him. You, I mean, he's he is insulting. a very confident man, but it's insulting. He's already been dropped for Chelsea when he shouldn't have been. He comes back for this game, scores, gets well, us back in the game, to be fair. Uh, doesn't have a great game on the ball, let's be frank. He missed... He, he, he didn't have any dribble success at all in any of his six. No, which was weird. He had five which attempts, is weird. not not one dribble pass. Not one dribble pass. And the pen, he misses the pen, but he's a constant threat. He's a constant, like you, you spoke about it in the City game, he's he's in the the eye, the peripheral vision, vision of Sishenko, right? And the centre-half. So yeah, they yeah. are worried about Mo being there. If They're not going to be worried about Jota playing out there. Like, if, if we don't, we're going to get Chelsea to be... To be the greatest respect to Jota, they're not going to worry about a bloke who's not scoring the year. It's just not going to worry no. about it. Whereas Mo, he's there, he's a problem. What we haven't got is we don't utilise that very well because we don't back him up with, I believe, a better player to operate in that half space. Yeah. But, we, but uh, we're not arguing but about Mo. We're not arguing like, about the, that. The penalties, no. penalties, so we have Mo, Mo converts penalties. That's probably, probably the next so. one. Fab's the next one, and one in his whole career. Fab has the best, the best yeah. record, and Fab is the next in line of the starters. Yeah. So I, I've always been fine if Fab, if Fab's on the pitch, he gets to take a pen. But you can't take it from most of If he wants to take the pen, he should be the one that takes the pen because that's what your best goal scorer does. And, yeah, yeah. and when you've got your best goal scorer is going for goal scoring records, and he wants to take the pen, you let him take the pen. It's, and I, it's. There are people here, but but I get now if, if something might happen, but in all likelihood, we've had two pens in two weeks and not and and two pens in two year in in a year, and we should have had two more in this game. So the likelihood of us getting another pen in the next you know month, well, I think is very small. Um, what do we get? Two, I, I, two I in twenty nine games. Put him two in twenty nine, and we've got what nine games left, or eight games left, wherever it is. We ain't going to get up, you know. No, yeah, no. So that's it's two in thirty-seven. No, I mean, as in this season, just looking at this yeah, season yeah, yeah, as a league, yeah, yeah. yeah it, we're not going to get another penalty. Right? It's just not going to happen. So I think no. you're right. I think we just deal with it post-season. Um, yeah. yeah, dribbles. To be fair to Mo as well, nobody had a great game dribbling. Uh, the key dribble was Trent for the second goal, the equaliser. That's his only uh, successful and only attempted dribble according to Opta. But. Uh-huh. How good is it to see Trent in the hot zone? This is what we've been saying for ages, right? <laughs> Which is weird because he spent the whole game playing in the six. Yeah, and then suddenly he pops up. But if you watch from as this as the um, the gold builds, Bobby wins the ball back. I had that really, yeah, yeah. Left yeah. back. He bombs up. It kind of it kind of builds down the left hand side. Yeah. Falls to Mo, and Mo plays it back, yeah. Yeah. Comes to Mo, Hendo runs out. Um Trent runs Martinelli, who stops, and then Trent goes past Martinelli, and Hendo plays him in, sl- uh, slots the ball through uh, Zinchenko's legs, nice, nice nutmeg, and then brilliant dink to the far post for Bobby to finish. But 
that's the genius of the boy. Let him do it. I know. And it, what I loved about that goal, Bobby started it. Bobby wins I win it. The ball back. By winning the ball back. And I know Bobby, we've said like Bobby can't do it for a whole game and I get that, but that's what your false nine should be doing. I don't he can't do it for the whole game. I don't, I don't know what's going on with Bobby. Like, nah. he just, he actually doesn't tend to look very good in matches. He just scores at a really high rate this season. He's got yeah. a goal or assist every 102 minutes. Yeah, yeah. He scored uh, eleven and two this season, like that in, in limited minutes. That's phenomenal. I know he's just coming yeah. off the bench and scoring, isn't he? He's just coming off scoring, scoring. But goals, yeah, and, and he had, he, he's had a couple of big games in one go where we where we scored in the glut. But uh, he's got three big goals this season. Big in the game, in, in yeah, the in the context of the game, yeah. I, I just he's, he, he's he's done stat padding brilliantly, <laughs> but. It's Bobby. It's Bobby. Like, yeah. I, I I would really enjoy the chance to see uh, Bobby with with Darwin one side and Mo the other. Yeah, I was just about to say to you, for me, just play him, just start him, starting that Omo. You've got you've got what two months left of seeing this boy play with uh, two thirds of the greatest front three we've ever had in our history. Just play him. What's the worst that happened? You get Cody, who, no offence to the lad, he, he was bought as a prospect, and he, not a prospect, you know, I mean, a project squad player, and that's what he is. Bobby can still, I believe, can still give you a half of that with Mo, and you know, they know the patterns themselves, even with this, whatever we're trying to do in midfield, they know how to play together. You might get more out of Mo for that. Unless, uh, unless, uh, if, if we, if because we, we keep delving back into it, if we're going to stick with this new box, uh, uh, like uh, I, I call it a stack box because the box changes dependent on the phase of the game, phase of play. Okay. Uh, so, so it's one is one shaped box when the opposition have the ball down the middle, mm-hmm. and it's and it's different players inside the box when we have a fixed possession, which I'm absolutely fine. No, with. I'm fine with that. Yeah. You're gonna do put installing it in a week in which you had two training sessions because you had three games against the three of the biggest teams in the league is a bit weird. But now we've got a whole week to play it. Here. If that's what you want to do and you want to you want to have a double six of uh yeah. of Fab and Tiago. But then then it starts to be weird when you're running Tiago as the left uh left mid, what are you gonna do with Trent? Because you can't then well, just put you Tiago in then... a half space. Go and play Tiago just... further up. Okay. Why would you not want our greatest player on the ball? One of the best ball touch players, and you've seen it in this game, drop of the shoulder, a little. Bike, I agree, bars. but that's not what, that's not how we've done it. We've no, no, I'm just like, why not? Like, right. just do you know what I mean? Is that yeah. you solve? You mean three the sides in, of the square? Asking a player to do the thing he's good at. No, sorry, sir, I've got it wrong. I've got it that's, wrong. A rem- that's a remarkable thought. <laughs> but no, but <laughs> if you took that to a further sense, right, and you played Bobby. You'd have four pillars of that box, all with players who could maximise the space that they would be in, and then you would have to take to take Darwin the road run on one side. You'd have the ability of Mo on the other side. Uh, whatever you do, you know what I mean. You could have, you could start to actually see why. Right, do you want to do this full time? This is what you do, and then in the summer you go and recruit to players to replace X and Y to do it full time. But yeah. Uh, it starts with a logical suggestion of playing players in the possession that they're actually best suited to play, which is mad. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. If we go back to stats, right? Yep. 
Um, you know that possession Carl talked about that we yeah. were at against Chelsea. We had uh, minus seventy three. Um, in this, we were minus eighty eight, but we were minus sixty two in the first half. Okay, so this so really is a big time. It was, so, yeah. so we we kept giving the ball away a, sh- uh, a shitload yeah. in the first half. And then, yeah. and then we got control. And then the difference is, do you know what the difference? His name's Thiago. I was going to say, and like just to so s- Thiago comes on and changes the game, right? Well, not changes the game, but he, he helps in that. You remember in Chelsea, I said Curtis had the highest XT, right? Point two. Yeah, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players with point two or above in this game, uh, wow. and. The shock, not for you probably. Uh, both our fullbacks, point six is the highest. And Thiago, who came on uh, at a point one, but I mean, it's a, it's a, he wasn't on for long enough to get. It. But you know what I'm trying to say. So we changed from having one player with point two, and everybody else basically doing nothing to having six. That's ahead of it. Yeah. And then we could come on to later on how I think both of us agree our process still wasn't quite right. Like if you look at the average position, the rest of it, there isn't a great deal to take home. Um, it's still a bit overlapping of areas and that kind of thing. Fab is very central. Um, I know it's it's volume and the rest of it, but in terms of average position on the ball in the past maps, Fab is is in the centre of the pitch for nearly every phase of every every fifteen minute period. Yeah, so out, out of possession, out of possession, he he, um, uh, Fab was a little bit to the left. He was on Odegaard, and yeah. uh, and in possession, he has this massive square right in the middle yeah, of the pitch, right in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, which, which is... I'm I'm all about, but that comes about from having having a lot of possession. Yeah, in the second half, like Arsenal's possession was all inside their box, basically. Yeah. Well, they switched to playing on counter and brought on more and more defenders as it went through the game, right? It's and, just... and we end up with five forwards on at the same time. Yeah. Just to look at pressing zones, which for subs is in the Discord group. Um, Fab is just to back up what I was saying there. He's, he's to, which is, sorry, to the left and he, he's, he's that area. Um, Jota is... Robertson's got a really small area, but that kind of back, it doesn't really do a lot of that. And, and Jota kind of encompasses Robbo's area. Canate uh, shows up. BBD's not on a press map, uh, which means he didn't have enough uh, pressing opportunities to create a, a zone. Um, Salah is his usual triangle. But what I liked about the press zones for this game is it's back to a bit more of a coordinated double depth, if you know what I mean. So we have a front shield and then a midfield block. Whereas in some of the games where we've sat there and gone, what the hell's going on? There's been no coordination. So, and it's also all of the zones are in the middle. So half space to half space. They're not, we're not really going out wide. We're concentrating on, on pressing in that center part of the pitch. That makes sense. Yeah, 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 definitely. We're funneling, we're funneling teams out wide. And that's why we're stacking a box in the middle. Exactly. You're not going to beat us through the middle. No. Uh, You're going to go wide, but, but, that's crazy when they want to go wide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they go, it is a bit nuts, is, yeah. Our strength is Martinelli and Saka. 
uh, uh, and you're going to you're going to allow us to give them the ball, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's we did get some counter pressing wins uh, left half space uh, with uh, Jones and who's that? Uh, Cody, uh, which was which was pleasing to see. Uh, right hand side, one counter pressing win with Trent and Hendo, I believe. And then there are some deep ones in Robbo's area, but just generally good in terms of fails. Uh, one, two, three on the left and eight on the right. So okay. they like to build through the left. Anyway, exactly. uh, and I would imagine t- it, traditionally the Liverpool side of previous years would have absolutely targeted um, their right back because he's wank. Um, so. They're the highest targeted player looking at tree map was Susenko. 12 targets. He has the ball all the time. And he has the ball all the time. And he moves in, right? What was the number? Because Statsbomb has has Mo as the highest pressure in the game with 32. uh, Give me two seconds. I've got to blow that up. Blow it up. Total presses. I've got 28 for Henderson being the highest. With total successful twenty four, uh, Mo twenty four total nineteen successful, uh, Trent twelve and ten, uh, Robbo eleven and nine. Uh, nice, that's quite high. That's quite a lot of pressure from our fullbacks. Yeah, it's a that's a decent number considering they don't normally get involved. Jones just trying to give him up. Sixty minutes played, twenty presses, seventeen successful. That's uh, not bad for the kid, you know. He's coming back in. Um, as I said, in the in the targeting areas, uh, where's my target one? I've got Shishenko was targeted twenty six times, and we won it twenty times. Party was targeted twenty four times, we won it twenty one. Uh, Odegaard eighteen, no, no, right, yeah, eighteen, and we won it eighteen times. Uh, so Rosie depressing for this. They're the top three. Um, then you got Zaka 16 and we won it 15 times. So there's some pretty good, when we got 25% of our success on party and early guard were high value. Um, so not bad. And I thought I'd have a look at what was it like for the game away? Uh, just as a bit of a comparison. Party targeted 24 times. Um, and everybody at the next highest was 13. So with 20 successful on party in that game. So to sort of give you a bit of context, we've got two in the 20s and, and some in the high teens, and we've got a, a relatively high amount of success. Whereas in the away game, uh, party was the only guy anywhere, anywhere near the numbers in this game, and the success was, was lower down. I think that's some all right context. Yeah, yeah, it makes, got, it, it makes sense that we're pressing higher a little bit higher in this game. Yeah, yeah. It's um I thought it was interesting because if you look at Gabriel was targeted by Mo eight times was the highest. Uh we left White alone. Which I would have thought You block off you. the lanes because he well he has he, he he has no pass on him, so you just block That's out not, you go, yeah. you're a man for man. There's always one spare man. If you leave that man to be their worst player and then you pick up the second ball. Yeah. Yeah. Holding again uh, a lesser ability on the ball, should we say, uh, highest target on him was six by Cody. 
everybody else has won. So, yeah, party was pretty well targeted. Odegaard and Sichenko. Uh Saka, uh, Robo targeted him eight times. Nice. Which is not nice. So, good pressing for, you know, and interestingly, in terms of the, the heat map zones for it, it was sort of four four zones around the box. So, again, this box theme comes in. So I did one slightly different one, a left to right. So you've got uh, the two big hot maps at uh, the top of the box towards them. In our defensive third, you've got a uh, lesser on the left back and a more uh, denser one on the right. Okay, again, in Discord, if you want to see the images. But yeah, so we've got that box in our pressing, again, which isn't going back over the games. We normally had a bit of a U, didn't we? We didn't really have a, a box in our heat map on our pressing. So again, a, chat, a slight tweak, should we say, maybe on the, on the off ball as well as the on ball? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's good. Maybe. So so are you taking um uh what are you taking from this game now? Uh, my feeling is that uh it was a representative of Liverpool this season in in that our big players managed to get themselves up for big games, apart from City, um and and then they're they're wank again against Fulham. Um and even and it was exacerbated in this game because we couldn't even get ourselves up for the big game until a big thing happened in the game. So, but I'm not convinced yet that we are on the precipice of uh, a nine-game run of victories, or what? You know, I I, no. I don't know if this is if this is as back that we have now. Um, this is the best moment for us this season in that Thiago and yeah. Diaz are back and that we're moving options. target of somebody is always injured. Um, oh, we're waiting for this lad to come back and then we're waiting for this lad to come back and it's always changing who that lad is that we're desperate for um, yeah. to, to be the one that we're injured. So next week it will be, if we don't win, it will be because Henderson's injured and we can't wait till Henderson's back or whatever that is. But Diaz, Thiago... The back four as it is, Canate got a lot of love in this game because um, was I believe the things that I see in him, he's, he's, he's not a good structural defender, but he's a brilliant, um, his physicality allows him to be brilliant one-on-one. And if, if you if you create situations where he's going to be, he's, he's going to be the one-on-one defender, um, he's going to come out on most occasions and and he, he is covering up for Virgil, which is just well, the thing <laughs> blows is, my mind at this point. Um, <laughs> but but we've got our, our best players are available now. Yeah, that's, and I, that's I think that's, the so I, I don't know what you see from this. I I think two things. I'll go back to a general in a minute. But for Canate, I think actually you're spot on. But equally, if we're going to play with this three-two base, yeah, then Canate actually playing that position that maximises his skill set as well because he's more one v one. He can deal with the defender. He can use his pace. And then Virgil, we could actually hide him a little. Hide's a bit harsh, but he doesn't have. He can just cover around. He can get on the ball. He can play. The issue becomes: Can Robbo play that more often? Because I'm not convinced he's great. Do you know Robbo's a very much for me a left back. He's not a can play this position. So that could be something to watch with recruiting for the summer and going forward if we continue with this. We have got the second easiest running now of games in the league. So this is a prime time for us, you say, to pick up and kick on. Am I convinced, as I said in the previous two games of decent performances, it's only two games, this is one game. Well, you've got to do this not 
against a big weight. You've got to go away from home and do this. This is Ellen Road next. It's not home. It's at Ellen Road. We've been absolutely atrocious away from home. We've got to go and do it there. Hardest running team in the league. Exactly. They're, they are primed to absolutely hound us down because they've got it ingrained from some. I know they've changed manager, but they've still got the ability in their legs. Uh, the only thing that I think uh, Rosie noted as well, but the, pr- the thing that pleased me from the pressing, we got to two of our big chances came from the pressing. And again, that's a return to some of the memory that we have in the ability to play, if you go know I mean. So it'd be. There are some positive signs there. I'm not going to get blown away because if you look at the process, I still don't think it's right. Um, my hope, and I hate saying that because they're professional coaches, is you've got six days of coaching with a fully fit squad to get patterns of play absolutely instilled. If you haven't already done them, some of them pre-season, to pick them up and go, and they go, right, you are here, you are here, you, are, you know what I mean? You walk it, you do some walkthroughs, you do some rondos that you build up into patterns you do all of that you've got a real prime time to do that with pretty much a fully fit squad this is a massive opportunity if you need any more to go on a run of night games because you've got a perfect training session to do it if you don't do it now then I'd I'd say the writing's even more on the wall than it has been for a large part of the season yeah Sounds good to me. So we started off the game as a 57 point team uh, over the last 19 um, and uh, we were a 62 point team over the last 38, but that's obviously come down to a uh, 60 point team over the last th- last 38. So, so basically, we are coming very close to this is who we are. Let's see if we can turn it around. Like, and the the thing is, just I'll do the sim on this. I said I'll do a comparison with the Chelsea. So Chelsea, we were simming at around a 40, 40, 40 to 50 point team. On this performance with the sim, we were 87. Percent time, eighty-seven percent of the times we would have won the game, right. um, and then we would we would have won it four-two. If you look at the the scoring, and in terms of points, we're in the hundred point mark for a team. If you produce this level of performance in terms of xG, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is next next level. This, this is next level, this, right? This is the fourth highest xG in the league this season, right? But but of anybody, we came out with two points. Anybody, we came out with two points. That's it, and that's it. We had the one of the worst, where we were basically a 40-point team relegation around that ballpark to a championship-winning side in the space of three days, four days. Yeah, but we underperformed our XG again. So it's exciting that we produced this extra XG, but we underperformed our XG again. So let's see if we can can kind of get ourselves into the situations where we uh, turn this around. Right, I think we're pretty much done. That's ninety minutes on those two games. Most most of it, of it on the out the last hour of the Arsenal game, um, and just two of us chatting, dude. Oh, nice, nice, good. nice work. Nice work. <laughs> right. Um, so Leeds next week. So we will. UP will be Wednesday. Um, I will be on it. Trains on Tuesday, so we will be good. Yep. Um, so up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. 
you won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.